Hello everybody, it's season two, episode three. It is the Baggies broadcast this week. I'm filling in for Luke Hatfield. I am the host, Nathan Judah. I am joined, as ever, by West Brom reporter extraordinaire, Mr. Matt Wilson. Matt, how's it going? Yeah, very well, thank you. Have you got your, your breath back from, from Saturday yet? Yeah, just about. Um, nice to see an entertaining game. Uh, I'm sure we'll come on to it. Um, still some lots of questions to be answered, but uh, yeah, it was fun. L- loads of questions. Always nice when you've got when you've got that, that drive as well to come back with three points because that is a it's a horrible drive to Norwich. Norwich, Ipswich, anything that way, gross. Yeah, it's not the best. I think they have recently done the road, so it's a little better. But oh, um, I felt more sorry for the fans who had to pay thirty five pounds for an adult ticket, which is more than they spent on any away day <sighs> in the Premier League. I think. Wow. It's. Uh, well, it's it's a, it's a disgrace, really, especially considering the home fans didn't have to pay that much. Yeah. Um. And yeah, well, I I know I know for a fact that Tim's done a lot of stuff on this, um, the Wolves correspondent about Championship clubs overcharging, mm. and I think it's probably going to rear its head this season for West Brom fans because that's not that's not really on to be honest, especially when Albion's season tickets uh, ticket prices yeah. are, are so reasonable. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely go on to that, and I think there's a few questions about that as well. Uh, later Sorry on. to start off on something so boring. No, after, no, no, no. It's after all, it's a four-three. It's all good. We'll lull them into a full sense of security before we hit them with the seven-goal thriller. Um, but joined with us by, by, by the, for the first time, I think the first time you were on a podcast a while ago, the podcast that never was because yeah. we, we had a we had a recording error, never went broadcast on the editing floor. But um, I'm, I'm delighted to welcome uh, Express and Star reporter and general Good Egg. Mr. Joe Edwards, Joe, welcome to the podcast. Too kind, aren't you? Good egg, you know, I'll take that. Um, yeah, um, it's it's nice to be here and hopefully people actually hearing, you know, what we're talking about. It was the, in its infancy, wasn't it, the uh, podcast that never was. Yeah, back it's, in the uh, day, yeah. There was about 150 listing those days. We, we, we've grown <laughs> since then, we've grown since then. It, it's all good. Um, of course, you weren't at Norwich, but you, you did have the delight of going to Charlton. Yeah, which was a, probably not quite as bad. But it was about three and a half hours without a stop, so it was give or take. It's we, a bad one to know, get to. Quite that's, that's worse than Norwich. Norwich is only three hours. Yeah, it's it's once you get into London, that's that's mm. a that's a problem. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere as well. Isn't the, it? Black, so the Blackwell Tunnel. Oh yeah, Blackwell yeah, Station. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got got through that, and that, that was just you know people weaving in and out of lanes, like you know it's no one's business. <laughs> it was a. Uh, yeah, it was a, a one o'clock uh, in the morning, you know, arrival back home after a bit of a stop at the services and a few miles away closures, you know. Yeah, I like this, seven goals and we're talking about ticket prices and traffic. Ticket prices, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, 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 how, that's how it should be, right, okay. Let's go on to the big game. Um, I, w- I was driving to the Wolves game on, on Saturday, baggies go down 1-0, I'm like, oh God. Oh no, Baggy's broadcast is going to be difficult and I'm going to be doing it on Monday. And then, and then boom, seven goal thriller. I mean, absolutely astonishing. Matt, how, how were your emotions during the day? Um, it was a pretty strange game in many ways. Because I heard they were getting battered at the start. The first half was poor. Right. And um, this is something that Darren Moore needs to fix. Um, they have started slowly in the last two games. I do think there are some extenuating circumstances to that. You've got to remember that this was... Uh, Norwich's first home game of the season. Yeah, they'd had the whole week to prepare. Um, Albion, meanwhile, had come off what was quite an energy-sapping midweek draw with Nottingham Forest, um, to say the least. And you know, there's still a work in progress. That, and I still think that midfield axis of Brunton Livermore um, needs to get up to speed. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the promising side of things, everybody. And those two especially looked much better after the break. 
Okay. Um, I think there might be a case of um, Albion's pre-season was, was, was pretty weak in the sense that they played a lot of weak teams. They didn't really test themselves against anyone too strong. And I wonder if they're just a little bit behind others um, in the terms of being up to full capacity mm. uh, and firing on all cylinders. And hopefully now, with the transfer window shut, um, well, for the Premier League at least, and with a few games under their belt and what was quite a testing week, um, to come out of that, to come out, to come from out from the disappointment of of of, of losing to Bolton with four points from two tough away trips, yeah. I think has to be classed as a success. And um, they have already won more points from losing positions in this season than they did for the whole of last season. So there are plenty of positives. But yeah, like you said, first half was was poor, and mm. when 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 that goal came, when that goal went in for um, Jordan Rhodes, um, it did look like. That it was going to be a tough afternoon, um, and Albion were getting outplayed. It has to be said, mm-hmm. um, and it did feel like that their four-four-two formation wasn't working because Alex Tetty w- was the sort of holding midfielder for Norwich. He was he had so much time on the ball. Yeah, there was nobody dropping off. Either Rodriguez or Gale had to drop off, or Barnes has to drift in. Because um, otherwise, Brunton Livermore, who have got a lot of criticism. Um, from from some sections of the fans. Oh but, yeah, we'll be coming into that later. But they do seem to um, they are getting overrun when they're coming up against three man midfields, and I do think it's they need a bit of help in there. Mm. Um, so I think there are there are sort of as I said earlier, extenuating circumstances to that. Um, but I think that the way that they responded after the break, and and particularly some of the play from Dwight Gale, Harvey Barnes, Jay Rodriguez, and Sam Johnston. Mm. Um, will give everyone a lot of confidence and a lot of encouragement that this actually could be quite a fun and competitive season. I think I think fun is is the perfect way to put it. And, and Joe from 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 looking at it, you know, from from the outside looking in, when you're getting beat every week or or you're going away from home in the Premier League and you know that if someone scores you're up against it big time, you're probably going to lose at best draw. It's just like you say, for the fans to go away there, to see some goals, to see you know Jay Rodriguez and Dwight Gale as a, as, a, as a partnership that's probably one of the best in the championship. I would have thought on on the day, if, if not you know definitely a top three partnership. That's exciting. It's just it's just enjoyable again, and that's what that's what the Baggies fans want really, don't they? they? Want to see good football, entertaining football. Yeah, it's a breath of fresh air, isn't it? After getting you know beaten most weeks and beaten soundly for a lot of it, uh, you, you want to be going into a division, being competitive, knowing that. You know, inevitably there will be some teething problems, which mm-hmm. which there has been so far. It's not going to be an easy ride. There's a, still a lot of money being spent in this division. Derby spending, you know, like it's now one's business. Middlesbrough looking strong as well. Forest, Forest, yeah. uh, Stoke spending a lot as well. It's it's, it's more than some Premier League teams, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be a walk in the park. And I think even if you were looking at it at this stage now, I think if somebody said to your playoffs, you'd snatch the hand off. Um, so you, you, you're looking at it and you're looking at Rodriguez, he gets himself a couple of goals at the weekend and mm-hmm. spoke a, you know, a, a lot about him just kind of in the office generally and it was kind of you know wondering whether he'd go, you know, get his Premier League move and quite frankly, based on ability, you know, take his injury record away and mm. you know, shifts out wide and dips in form. He's a Premier League player. He, he could easily play for a Premier League side. But... This was his, you know, this is his season now to come and really come out and stake a claim and say, yeah. you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm a man who can get, you know, 15, 20 goals at least mm. in this division. Um, and I think this is, 
you know, for him to come out and make a statement and say, you know, I am still, you know, a quality player. I'm not, I'm not, you know, because when once you've had big knee injuries like he has, mm. he, you still always got them question marks in the back of your head. And I think, I think the injury thing though for me, that's gone now. I mean, he's had almost two years of being injury free. He didn't. Yeah. He, he had no injuries last season for Albion. He was pretty much fit for the whole of the season before against for Southampton. Just didn't didn't play all the time. Wasn't always picked. Mm. I think I don't think he's as injury prone as several other players in Albion's no. squad. He's since he's since he's been bought anyway. He's been he's been always available. Professional uh, as well, like you say. Even with all that for me, Tuesday that, to play Tuesday to play Saturday with all that going on in the background. Yeah. Fair play. That he says played, a lot about him. He played on Tuesday, <clears throat> two days before the window shut. He mm-hmm. played on Saturday, two days after the window shut. And the way that he celebrated his penalty, you can't help but like the guy. Mm. I mean, he was so passionate. And I think that was a message to the fans to mm. say, look, I care. I do mm. still care. And would he have liked to move to Burnley? Of course he would have. It's mm. his hometown mm. club. They're playing Europa League football. They're playing in the Premier League. But it didn't happen. And But Rodriguez is not someone who's going to throw his toys out the pram. He's not someone who's going to sulk. He's not someone that's going to moan. He's someone who respects Darren Moore, respects um, the fact that West Brom stood stood by him last season during, yeah. during those allegations from Gate and Bong. He respects the fact that the fans um, like him, and you know I've met him a couple of times. He is just a good, round, honest, decent bloke who will give his all for the for the team. Whether he's playing up front like he was on Saturday, or even left wing like he was asked to do towards the end of the game, mm-hmm. um, you know he Albion are very lucky to have have him. I mean, I know they have they had every right to reject Burnley's bid, but. They could have cashed in £16 million, could have bought you a £10 million striker and a £6 million midfielder, and you could yeah. think, well, that might be good business. But I think um, after the game, Darren Moore said, you know, this, this justifies our decision to, to keep him, and um, I think he's spot on. You know, Rodriguez has got the right mentality. And like you said, that front two with Ga- him and Gale, mm. I mean, Gale was superb as well. Yeah. Um, and it's not just those two. Still, Bar- still can't get over that haircut, but carry on. Yeah, it looks something like... Um, what is it? What's going on? Well, it, it looks it's remarkably good. similar to um, the plaits that my daughter has when she goes to nursery. <laughs> it's like a princess layer. It is. It's so is, bizarre. Yeah. What's he doing? I don't know. I don't care. He, he, could, he could have a flip... As long as he's scoring goals. He could have a Jason Lee. I don't care. Cause he, <laughs> he, was, he was superb on, uh, on Saturday. Um, you know, if you haven't seen it, he, he won the penalty with a, by killing a high ball completely dead and drawing a foul from Cruel. And he, and he set up the, Rodriguez's second goal by nicking the ball high up. It wasn't just his his artistry on the ball and mm. the runs that he was making in behind. He was up for it. Yeah. And he 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 was he was hairing around like no one's business. And I I he should have scored because Phillips should have passed him the ball when he made a, when he bust a gut to get mm. into a good position. I think he's going to score a lot of goals for Albion, and I think he's going to be a fantastic player. Mm. But it's not just those two. You've got Phillips and Barnes mm. who have both started the season really well, and as a front four. I mean that's exciting for 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 any fan and 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 like you say one of the most potent front fours in the league, I would argue at this stage. And and just to, just to go back to what you said as well to come from behind twice yeah. in in the space of a week against against good sides. I mean Forest I think are going to be I think everyone realizes are going to be there or thereabouts coming in the season. Norwich always difficult to go to Carrow Road and play and they've got some useful players as well to go then to show that confidence and to get four points. And to just look at, I know it's early and we're looking at the table and it doesn't mean anything at the moment, but four points from three games, you know, eighth, you're just in the cusp of that kind of playoff. It just looks a lot better, doesn't it? It can only give the, the players confidence moving forward. Yeah, it's 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 not a perfect start. I mean, what what is a perfect start? Obviously, there's always, 
even if you win games, there's always you know points to improve. But yeah, they've come out of it you know in a fairly respectable position, and um, you know they'll be feeling you know as I say there would have been some you know getting used to the division. Even players that have played in there before, you know Chris Bruns played at this level before, but he hasn't long played in it for a long time. You know, and things have changed. Yeah, so. Um, Majority of those players haven't played in this division for a long time. I can't. The only one that I can think, I think only two of them played in it last season, and that yeah. was Harvey Barnes and Sam Johnston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't think of any others that have played in it last season. Obviously, Gale played in it two years ago, but the majority of them, it's been quite a while. Yeah. And and someone, I think, even though you know they concede three goals, so you think, oh well, some of the forwards have done well. It's someone like Sam Johnson I thought had a really good game and very important and uh, you know he had a couple of maybe iffy iffy moments in the first couple of games so that even though he's conceded three he was very important in that victory wasn't he? He was man of the match he was man of the match I mean, he saved a penalty he made eight saves in total there was one in the second half which was absolutely superb reaction save um, when uh, I think it was Rhodes got in front of Bartley after Higar- some sloppy defending from Higazi I'm sure come onto the defence shortly um, but the ball was turned in about five yards out and mm-hmm. it was behind him and he yeah. clawed it out from underneath him on the line. It was a great save. I mean, the goals, none of them were his fault. They were all from close range. One of them took a deflection. Nothing could have done about it. Um, even the first one, he made a brilliant reaction save in the build-up to it. Um, so he wasn't at fault for any of the goals. Mm. Um, he was brilliant. And um, fair play to me. He came out and spoke to us afterwards and there was a nice little moment when uh, the... Uh, one of the national reporters turned to me as he was walking towards us and said, "Who's that then?" And Sam heard him, right? And uh, joke and de- deadpan said to him, "I heard that. Um, did you not watch the game?" <laughs> brilliant, so brilliant. And he was he was he was nice. He was brilliant, and he's um, he's relishing the opportunity of um, of of playing, you know, in, in this league again. And I think he's glad to get out of Manchester United and 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 be you know number one and be the big boy. And I think. His performance on Saturday mm-hmm. um, almost immediately um, settles down everyone's concerns or doubts about him because there were a couple of doubts from the first two games. Although he did improve to in the second half at Nottingham Forest, um, you know apparently he had a slow start at Villa last season. Um, so yeah, maybe that first game slightly difficult, but he was absolutely fantastic on Saturday. And if he can pull it, pull off more performances like that. Then um, he'll be every you know he'll be worth every penny of that six and a half mil. The keeper's so important as well. It, just having that confidence in in that goalkeeper. I mean, just quickly going on to the game that I watched on Saturday, mm. the, the Shrewsbury game. It's a bit of a difficult one for for their keeper Joel Coleman. He, he's had pretty much two shots at him and conceded both. Um, didn't really do a lot wrong, but at the same time, didn't really command his area. Doesn't really instill you in co- with much mm. confidence. And so much of their success last season was down to Dean Henderson, another Manchester United yeah. prospect, who really came out, you know, broad shoulders, yeah. ma- you know, makes his voice heard. Mm-hmm. You can tell he came from one of these big academies like Johnston, because yeah. you've got to have some talent to, you know, be, be on the books of Man United. And I feel like Johnston could really, you know, this could be, his, you know, obviously we saw good signs from him at Villa last season but this could be a real breakthrough year I thought it was a coup for Albion to get him especially yeah. on a permanent Re- I thought yeah, he'd gone really, to a Premier League club re- really good really good business and um, I feel like he could be a really key figure He talk about you know commanding your area I think that's the one area where he may need to improve slightly He, I don't, I'm not adverse to him coming out and punching the ball which is what he seems to do and mm. I'm fine with that because he gets it gone and, and I'd rather he punched the balls clear than catch them and and slip through his hands and yeah. someone toe pokes yeah, it in yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that um, 
you know there are there is a school of thought that oh punching is a bit european and we should be catching but if you're more comfortable you know if you know you're going to send the ball out for a throw in i'd rather do that um he does need to command his area a slight bit better but where he is really good at is his kicking is fantastic mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. both feet by the way and that's something that actually he's better than ben foster at who wasn't always the best kicker mm-hmm. and i think on saturday what we saw was his shot stopping and his reflex saves are brilliant. And you know what? You can teach you can teach that sort of commanding your area. He's still yeah. only 25. He's still young. Neil Cutler will drill that into him. Over the course of the season, I expect that to improve. Um, like you say, Joe, I think he's going to be a really important player. And uh, yeah, a coup, massively. So we talked about the good. Let's talk about the bad and the ugly. And that's the defence. Um, this right back is a real problem, it seems, for Albion at the moment. And maybe they'll have to use the loan window to get one in but Alan Nyam disappointing game Higazi Bartley Gibbs out of those four what's what's wrong at the moment why are they conceding so many goals and looking so fragile is it just screaming Craig Dawson to come in to shore things up or is it is the problem more deep rooted than that it depends if Dawson's head is right um, you know I, I, I think Nyam was poor on Saturday and there's a bit of Stuff swirling around him, you know. Obviously, it, it's been made quite clear that Darren wants to sign a right back. He's, you know, they were look, they were looking at um, Jack Stacey at Luton, who will come on to, I'm sure, because you know he could play tomorrow at the Hawthorns, and I'm sure a lot of fans will be interested to see how he gets on. Mm-hmm. Nearly signed um, Tom James from Yeovil, although he failed his medical at the last minute. Real shame for that lad, because um, that seemed like a deal that was going to be done. Um, and now there are reports over the weekend that they're looking at Joel Ward from Crystal Palace. He wants a right-back. That's the priority. They're going to try and get a right-back in before the QPR game. Uh, Neon is unorthodox at times. Um, Norwich targeted him, I thought, in the second half mm-hmm. on, um, on Saturday. Um, I think his name is Timu Puki. Yeah, their yeah. new signing he yeah. was very very good looked right. really handy he did and he drifted over onto that side and he noticed that Neil was struggling obviously there, he, it was Neil's mistake he lost the ball to Hernandez that let uh, Norwich back in the game when it should have been done dusted at 3-1 and that gave them a bit of belief that mm-hmm. they could get something from the game um, when they were really rocked after that Harvey Barnes goal um, and yeah he either, Neil needs competition or um, to be replaced Um Higazi and Bartley is not so straightforward, I don't think. I think that's more to do with the fact that they're too similar. They're both towering centre-backs um, that I believe need a bit more of a ball player alongside, someone a bit more quicker, a bit faster. Um, and I think Dawson potentially could be that man. Um, it all depends on where his head is. Um, Left-back, I think actually Albion are looking quite strong. Because Gibbs, although Gibbs... In my, for my money, started the season pretty poorly and didn't look like he almost wanted to be there. Mm. I thought he played quite well in the first half at, at, uh, at Norwich before he got um, his injury. And Townsend, when he came on, looked looked very good. Um, and you know he's not just going to be an understudy to Gibbs, he's going to provide real competition. So I think that, that part of the pitch is fine. Um, they need to start the centre-backs and yeah, hopefully a new addition in the loan market We'll sort out the right backs. Yeah, I've never been a fan of Neon. I've, no, I've, 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 I've got to be honest. I've, I've never, never been a fan, even from his Watford days. I remember watching him a few times. And mm. Remember, I know Wilfred Zaha can, can uh, you know, 
bit have the basing of a lot of fullbacks, but I remember watching him against him and just yeah, I completely had him on toast and. That's slightly unfair. Zaha's. Yeah, but good. I did. I think I, more, what more concerning, more worrying is the did, fact that Neon doesn't look very good in the yeah, championship. Well, I didn't did a Albion friendly last summer um, at Bristol Rovers, and he looked out of his depth there. Mm. And you know the Bristol Rovers wingers were, were having the beating of him nine times out of ten. And I looked at that game and I thought, you know, this is going to play. He he looks. Whenever I see him, he looks low on confidence, mm. and I just feel like. He could just do with a move, to be honest. I feel like he needs to revit- try and revitalise his career. I, whether he can have a, a, a miraculous turnaround, maybe he can. Maybe he does need a bit of a, you know, a spell out of the spotlight, get mm. somebody new in, give him a bit of, you know, maybe a, a bit less pressure on him. But uh, for me, I think he needs a move. I think he needs to revitalise his career. Two years ago, he was a bit of a cult hero after joining. When he came from Wolfram. Yeah, and um, that was the season I've been doing quite well. And he his sort of gangly unorthodox runs up the, up, up the right flank um, you know everyone's heart was in their mouth because he might lose the ball at any mm-hmm. time but they actually worked quite well and um, it is worth pointing out that his crossing accuracy last season was quite high he's not an absolutely terrible player because you don't get to this stage of your career with, with being such a bad player yeah. um, but he is unorthodox and he is prone to errors and um I I feel feel that like Joe says he's low on confidence. He passes back inside. He does the safe ball too too often. There was one time. There was one point at Norwich where Matt Phillips made a good run um, down the wing. I think he'd overlapped him or underlapped him or something, and the ball was on. But he turned back inside and passed a little more. And eventually the ball went back to Johnston, and the fans were were actually you know quite annoyed at that and understandably so. Um, yeah, he's low on confidence. I don't think it helps that he's gone from being this sort of cult hero. Uh, who felt at home at Albion, and now he is—he is the um, hero to zero, isn't he? Yeah, he is—he is—he is now the one that's getting all the all the all the booze and all the, all, and all the abuse. So, um, and he is uh, prominent on social media, so I'm sure he does see it, and that plays a part. You got you—you you can't you can never um, discredit how much that that plays a part. If fans are are telling you you're you're rubbish on on social media. You can't help but see it, and oh, uh, we we do. So you know, so I, I don't I, I I do think that like like Joe says, there needs to be someone to come and either take him out the spotlight just for a bit, um, so he can get his head straight, mm. um, or just replace him completely. Cause if, you, if you're a fullback and you're getting beaten, mouse weeks. I think that's kind of the worst position in terms of confidence because I can't imagine there's a worse feeling on the football pitch than being a, being a fullback mm-hmm. and knowing the wing has got the beating of you, you know, most most times. That must be. And when you've had such a difficult season, yeah, going down, and as Matt says, going from Coltero to you know a lot of fans criticising you, such a massive shift mm. that he's had, and that's that's kind of just in in my in my eyes that I feel like it could just be. You know, do with perhaps going back abroad and yeah. just get, getting out the spotlight. But the, the, unless they get two right backs in, he's, he's going to see. I he's going to stay. Can't see that happening. Someone who probably will go abroad if he does go is Nasser Chadley. You'd have thought so um, between now and, and the end of the month. I mean, uh, personally, I, I can't see him playing for Albion. W- would you? W- can Can you see him? You know, playing again this season or playing in the Championship? I mean, I can see. Craig Dawson playing because mm. I think I mean I thought he was a consummate professional. Hopefully he is, and he, and he gets his head right sooner rather than later. Because I think with him in the side, 
the Baggies are a playoff contending team if it all goes to plan. Nasser Chadley, I don't think he's the type of player you want fighting for you in the championship. Funnily enough, I've got a bit of a sneaking suspicion that actually it could be the other way around. Really? Interesting. Um, just because, okay, Chadley's not always been um, completely switched on or completely uh, invested in the Albion. But he's never... Um, I mean, that's not strictly true. He did. He did... He didn't attend Tony Pulis's preseason tour. Too many hills, mate. Too many hills. Um, but that was that was not that was less about leaving the club and more. Although he did want to leave at that stage, it was more to do with the fact that he was dis- he was annoyed about um, the way that Pulis was playing, and, and um, they had a bit of an argument about the fact that actually Chadley had missed a whole host of chances towards the end of the season, which was true. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, Dawson has been the one that's been. Sulking around the training ground this Surprising summer. Surprising for me that that. And um, Chadley is. You've got to remember Graham Jones is there, who was the Belgian number two. Mm. And I just wonder if anyone's going to convince him to, okay, put it in for six months and get your move in January. He might be the one because he knows him. So is he available then? He's available to play. He's available to play. He's fit. He's training. He's fit. He's training. They're With both the first fit. Team. They're both training. Um, so why is he not? Why is he not in the sixteen? Well, I, well, I think or seventy. I it is these days. Well, I think that um, based on a few things that that Moore has said to us, he wants everyone to be completely up to speed before they get going. Um, it's why he left Field out of the opening two squads of the season because he Sam Field had uh, had picked up a couple of preseason injuries. It's why he's sort of um, not. Is why he's not picked Chadley so far. Um, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't be overly surprised if um, Chadley didn't feature until uh, the end of the month when the okay. Euro- when the European market shut, mm. and then and then we start to see some of him. Um, that could you know he might be thinking, look, if they're fi- if this player is thinking about leaving, I don't want him playing for me because I want players who are 100% committed to the cause, and I I, I tend to agree with him on that one because a lot of the fans crying out for a creative central midfielder, and yet it could be under their nose potentially. But you just might have to. Wait out a little bit to see, you know, to see if that comes yeah. to fruition in Nasser Chadley. Good, goodness me, Nasser Chadley on his day. Oh, I mean, on there's his, no one better on his, on his day. day. On his day, yes. But the, this is the thing. Like, what would you rather have? A, a Chadley, a disinterested Chadley, or Jake Livermore putting it in like he did on Saturday? Mm. I think you still want Livermore putting it in because, um, you know, it's the old cliche, hard work does trump talent. And there's no point having a passenger out on the pitch. You just can't afford to do it. So, mm-hmm. um, look, I'm, I, it, it's picking your team is not just about it's not just about talent. It's about who is who's mentally ready for the fight and who is who is willing to do it. Um, it'll be interesting to see who who plays against Luton. Well, uh, we shall. That, that that will be very interesting. We'll preview that very shortly. Uh, we're going to take some questions first from mm-hmm. the peeps. The questions have been plenty of them. Um, so, I mean, we're running we're running a little bit short of time, so we'll just make it quick-ish um, with the discussion. Um, but we'll try and get six or seven ones in at least. Uh, Rondon, at Rondon, uh, I don't think it's Salomon to be fair. Although he got a great reception, I think, from Newcastle fans when he, he came did, on. yeah. Worked hard, didn't score. Shock. Yes. Um, hit the bar, though. Hit the bar, hit, hit, hit the, bar. the bar. But I must say, I, I, I've got a friend who, a really, really close friend who's a Newcastle fan, and after the Norwich game... I just text him Gale's better than Rondon. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's... 
well, I, I actually really hope that Rondon succeeds at Newcastle. And he's likable. He's a really nice guy, yeah. and um, he does put it everything in. And I think if anyone's going to get something out of him, it'll be Benitez. But I do think that that deal plays into Albion's hands. Massively. Gale looked, Massively. looked very good. Yeah, yeah, and great to see Daniel Sturridge scoring for Liverpool as well anyway, but we'll move on. To oh my goodness. Move away. Goodness me, unbelievable. Just absolutely sodden. Well, you off. summed it up best with your tweet. Yeah. Pathetic. Absolutely. He did, just unbelievable. did more in five seconds for them than five, five months for Albion. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, right, Rondon, now, will, will Brunt ever be dropped from central midfield, Matt Wilson? He's getting a little bit of heat, Brunt, Chris Brunt. He is getting a bit of heat. And Un- unwarranted or, or justified? I can kind of understand it because... Um, on Saturday he didn't play his best game he misplaced a few passes gave away the penalty as well um, although he was left isolated for that one um, against a tricky winger but um, I can kind of understand it but I do and he will be dropped mm-hmm. or he will be rested at least he probably won't I'd, I'd be surprised if he played against Luton because um, you know he's 32 I think and he can't play 46 games in central midfield he just doesn't have the legs so he will be dropped uh, I'm sure of that. Um, or maybe dropped is the wrong word. But I do think that this Brunt-Livermore axis that um, has received a lot of heat um, in the first few games, and I can understand why, because um, there is, it is crying out for a, cent- for a creative midfielder. But I think what needs to happen, potentially, is they need a bit of help especially against five-man midfields like, like Forrest mm. and um, Norwich. Morrison was pretty ineffective against Forrest. Yeah. And um, that was perhaps an indication of why he didn't come off the bench against Bolton, mm-hmm. even though everyone was crying out for it. Mm-hmm. Um, he looked off the pace. He looked like he needed more more games. Um, against, Nor- against Norwich, yeah. you needed Gale or Rodriguez to drop in to that number 10 and fill, the, fill that gap. Um, or Barnes to drift over which he does sort of do naturally because he is right footed he mm-hmm. sort of drifts in and, and lets the left back um, overlap him so I just wonder if it needs a bit of tweaking um, to get one of those players to, to naturally do that because there were a couple of times in the first half particularly at Norwich where Gale closed down his man but then the ball was just easily shuttled out to Tetty and he threw his hands up like where's the, where's the number 10 who should be there Yeah. there was another point where Livermore drove forward there was nothing on because the strikers were so far up. None of them came deep to get it. Although, to be fair to Rodriguez, he does normally do that. Um, but he hadn't done it this time. And he threw his hands up. Where's number 10? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there needs to be a, a slight formation change. I don't know if there just needs to be um, a bit of a tweak with, with that front two. Um, but I, w- I would say that the second half, Bronte and Livermore looked a lot better. And I think give them time, they could develop a good partnership. Albeit, they will need some help in there. I'm quite intrigued by the idea of playing a 3-4-1-2. And Barnes, who's two-footed, looks very handy on the ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe trying him in a, in a number 10 role behind Gale and Rodriguez mm. and sticking Brunt on the left wing, where I think is his best position. But Darren likes Brunt as his sort of um, quarterback, the guy that dictates the play, the guy that starts off the, the moves. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a good passing range with his left foot. He does try the Hollywood ball too often, in my opinion. I think he just needs to play the simple pass. He did a bit more of that in the second half on Saturday. Um, but I do think that the heat that they've got um, in the first two games was a bit unfair. Give them a little bit of time to work it out. And if it doesn't work out, then yes, they need to change it. You've got options. You've got Barry. You've got Field. You've got even got Raheem Harper, who, who Darren thinks a lot of and, are, and looks like a very promising um, 
prospect. So there are options in there, um, but at the moment, um, I just think that second half suggests yeah. there could be a future for that for that pair. Okay, good good answer. Not, Long answer. Not, not, not quite the quick answer I was looking for when I said about this start <laughs> segment, but we might have to let, let's go through. But but still, I mean, there's so much to discuss, and you know, we could talk for hours about this. But that that's that's really interesting. At lethal Lico. Um, or Leco. Um, any chance of uh, Sam? <laughs> oh, oh, easy. It's him. He's got a tick next to it. Any chance of Sam Field getting a, any game time soon? Good question. Um, as I said earlier, he was not in the first two squads because Darren Moore didn't think he was fit. I'd personally like to see him against Luton. Um, I'm hopefully going to go and speak to someone at the training ground later on today to find Ooh, out yeah, a bit yeah. more about tomorrow's game. Um, but I think it would. It, it's the perfect game for him, isn't it? Are you ready now? Mm-hmm. Stick him in against Luton, and if he plays well, then maybe think about about dropping him in there. As I said, potentially with moving Brunt to left wing, if you can find somewhere for Barnes to play, because I think Barnes has to play. At Joe Stanley, uh, where would you put Dawson in the team? I think he's a better centre back than a right back, but Nam's performance against Norwich was very poor. Centre back. Centre back, really? I he- think Dawson's a centre back. I think he's a good centre back, and I think that centre back pairing is needs uh, needs help. And uh, yes, Nam was poor, but. If they can get another right back in, um, and uh, Tosin Adarabayo can also play there, um, I, I would put Dawson at centre back. But so so many centre backs they've got that that you know, and, and, and Dawson played pretty proficiently in the Premier League at right back for, for for quite a lot of games. Wouldn't you see that as like a, a short term option until they can get someone in? Yes, if the centre back pairing looked looked solid, but True. They, but they don't. Mm. Full stop. Okay. Full stop. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> End uh, of discussion. D- 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 right. Um, we'll come on to... There's so many people asking about Luton, but we're, we're going to preview that very quickly. Um, at Green Bay Comer, um, do you think um, Chadley will play before August the 31st? We've answered that, haven't we? I said that. I'm not, said that. You say you, we don't I'm not think... sure, but you never know. I, I, don't, I, I would not be surprised if he didn't play. Uh... Daniel Sonderino, uh, Dan Saunders, 2001. Um, any, any news on loan signings coming in? Sonderino? Sonderino? Uh, they're going to try and get uh, two or three, Darren told us last week, yeah. and uh, a right back is the priority, so they'll try and get that done before the QPR game. Mm-hmm. Um, could be Joel Ward, could be somebody else. They've looked at a lot of right backs over the summer. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I think they will, they might, depending on what happens with Dawson's head they might look at another centre back but I think they'll be okay there um, with, with Tosin um, so they're going to look further up the pitch Darren said you know he could do with another striker uh, potentially although to be fair to Robson Carnu he did score a good goal score and an goal. important goal mm-hmm. off the bench Joel I'll leave this one to you um, why are West Brom fans so negative uh, expletive negative says Robert Faulkner why are they so negative he had a terrible year last year. You know, you can't help it, can you? Uh, after you've had such such a bad season, it's it's just the nature it's, of it's, the it's game. Only, it's it? only natural that mm. you're going to be looking at things, you know, from a from a negative perspective. When, when things have gone so badly for so long, you know, over the course of a, uh, of a campaign, you're naturally it's going to take you a while to get you enjoying it again, mm. really. Um, and things like a four three win. Things like a four three will help, will help, but. At the same time, a lot of people will be thinking, oh, I conceded free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's true, it's, it's true. It's, you can't please everyone. It's, 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 it's hard, isn't it? It's chicken yeah. and well, egg. One it's, point on that, someone did say, because yeah, I tweeted something like, oh, that was fun, wasn't it? And, and a few people said no. Oh, come on. <laughs> and I, yeah, you're you're not, not lighting up a little if bit. You can't, if you can't enjoy a 4-3 win, yeah. and, I, and I know, with the caveat that there is, there are problems that need to be addressed, and yes, of course, 
there are issues and the defence looked shaky. Mm-hmm. But if you can't enjoy a four three win, why mm-hmm. are you watching football? Yeah. yeah. You know, you got that's that's what you want. That's isn't what it? it's all about going on a Saturday, going for a six hour round trip, coming back with this seven goal thriller, the better you know Come on, come on! <laughs> uh, busted flush. Um, a West Bromwich, a West Bromwich Albion board preparing for failure or striving for success. Well, I think they're striving for success, um, whilst acknowledging the fact that they cannot um, splurge and and spunk the amount of cash that they did last summer, mm-hmm. because it put them in such a poor position financially. Yeah. Um, you know they. They got out of their overdraft. They were in an overdraft and when when Mark Jenkins took over. They did briefly get out of it, but they have gone back into it now mm-hmm. um, over the summer transfer dealings. And yeah. you know, I've seen a few, um, what's the word, gripes that, oh, they've not spent enough money. But they've taken out another overdraft. Mm-hmm. And it's a small overdraft. It's not, yeah. it's not one that will leave them financially crippled. It's not one that should concern anybody. But it is an overdraft, and it's it's a bit. I'm not entirely sure what what the what those fans who want them to spend more money are are after. Because yeah. I personally don't think the route to go down is is the route where you you spend loads and loads, yeah. and then you have to go up. Absolutely. Because I think we've seen other teams in this area mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. completely burnt by that. Sure. So um, I'm all for the fact that they've replaced uh, like for like, mm-hmm. and they seem to have. In some some cases, improved. You know, Barnes looks better than McLean. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you know, McLean could go on to have a great season, but in my opinion, Barnes looks a better prospect. Um, okay, Bartley does not look the level of Evans or McCauley at the moment, but give him time. Um, Dwight Gale looks fantastic compared yeah. to Rondon. Um, and Sam Johnston. Okay, Ben Foster was superb, big boots to fill, but if he didn't want to be at the club, Sam Johnston. I don't think you could have found a better replacement. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got mm-hmm. you've got someone who the players they've signed. Johnston kept twenty two clean sheets um, in the championship last season. Dwight Gale scored twenty three goals in the championship yeah. two seasons ago. Carl Bartley was one of the one, one of the better defenders in the championship two seasons ago. Harvey Barnes looks fantastic, um, and Carl Townsend is is a is a young prospect coming through who did well on Saturday. So I think you know at the moment the business looks okay. Good stuff. Right, last one. One minute to answer this. Less than one minute to answer this. Uh, from Mutley WBA. Uh, what do Samfield and Rakim Harper realistically have to do to be given a chance in midfield they probably deserve? We're not in the Premier League anymore. Um, these kids have a great opportunity to show what they're capable of and we're still reluctant to give it to them. Why? They need to impress in the cup, don't they? That's, that, that's, that's, that's the obvious one. That you'd like to think at least one of them will get minutes. Well, let's go. Let's go into that now. Then that's perfect. That also, it's been three. It. It's been three games. Yeah. yeah, and they needed to get that win to settle the nerves. Mm-hmm. They're going to get used. They will get they used will get because used the nature season. of the it's season, a long season, it's a, long it's a grueling season. season. They will get used. They can't just come in from you know. I, it's I, been three. It's been three games. You saw Gibbs White get his chance at Wolves. They'll get their chance. Of course they will. Right, Luton um, Carabao Cup, baby. First trip to Wembley. So it's the Wem- room to Wembley. Oh, Matt's just, Matt's just shaking it. He's got his head in his hands. It starts, it starts. Uh, Carabao Cup, uh, Luton um, are the visitors. It's going to be an interesting game. Um, what sort of team do you expect Darren Moore to play? Do you expect a half and half? Do you expect a completely different looking Albion? What, what is this going to be used for the youngsters? You, you, you tell me. I'm not sure because I've not spoken to him about it yet. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go down to the train ground later on, hopefully, to speak to either him or Graham Jones um, about this game. So I'm not sure at this stage. 
What would you like to see? I would like to see some of the fringe players get used. Mm-hmm. Without wanting to discredit the Cups, the League Cup is not the priority this season no. by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, and I hate saying this because I always, you know, I always, I've said in many times past that going for glory in the Cups is what it's all about. It's what football is all about. But that being said, Albion could do with not having all these games in the Cup. Um, I mind you, I mean, they could be useful games to, to test out fringe players. I don't know. And, you know, if you get on a roll, you get on a roll. And a defeat to Luton might actually dent the confidence mm-hmm. a bit more. But I would like to see the likes of Sam Field, Raheem Harper, maybe even Gareth Barry, uh, James yeah. Morrison. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like to, to see yeah. Adra Bio play again. Um, I'd like to see Dawson play. I'd like to see Chadley play. Um, I'm not saying all these players are going to feature. Mm-hmm. But Boas would, play, the thought? But I don't know about that. No. I don't know. It's difficult with goalies, isn't it? Everybody mm. does it differently. Um, some, Odoi, you know, some some managers like mm-hmm. to put have cup goalies. Some he might think actually Johnston was superb, and let's just keep him going, get yeah. into that rhythm. I'd, yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see a number of the fringe players play. I'd like to see a number of the young players play. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even Carl Edwards, who was superb in preseason. Um, and it's not going to be easy though because Luton uh, well you say mentioned Jack Stacey well they got promoted last season Um, they're a very good outfit they're a good cup outfit as well I think they reached the Checker Trade Trophy semis or finals a couple of years ago or something Mm. anyway um, got promoted last season Um, they've started okay this season they've they've had a really tough start against Portsmouth and Sunderland two of the favourites for the title in in League One and they've picked up one point um, but arguably should have got more than just a defeat uh, at Portsmouth so yeah it's going to be tough I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. by any stretch but Albion should have enough firepower even if it's just off the bench um, to to get through it good stuff um, if, if if Albion do win is, is it, would you keep the same side would you keep a separate cup side almost for these games and, and treat it as, as as one for the for the younger lads or, or would depends uh, it depends on how, yeah. look, it depends on how well these players play. This mm-hmm. has got to be their opportunity now. You know, mm. Carl Townsend could play at left back. Probably will play at left back because Kim Gibbs okay. picked up a knock on on uh, on Saturday. So this is an opportunity for these players to stake a claim now. And if they play out their skin, mm. and they might keep their place. There's no chance of, of Darren Moore saying, "Right, we've got our first win of the season. I want to keep a winning team. I want to not. Ch- I want to maybe make one or two changes max. Keep on going." And, and, and so, so you know, he could do that. He could do that. But considering they just had a very Testing opening week with three games, yeah, and they've, they've got five games in uh, fifteen days to start Welcome the season. To the championship, baby. I think this is the game that you would earmark as the time to maybe bring the changes a little bit. And I don't think many fans would be okay. They'd obviously be disappointed if you lost to Luton, mm-hmm. but I don't think many fans would be disappointed if he tried out Field, Harper, Edwards. You know, I, th- I think this is the time to do it. And they'd be more disappointed if they lose to Queen's Park Rangers at the weekend. Obviously, they've lost their two opening games. Exactly. This is this is this is a, a cracking chance to get the first one at the Hawthorns, Matt. And you would have thought that that team will be will be similarish to, to the one that, that that won at Norwich. I would think so. Yeah. And that's the thing. You've got to keep those players fresh because they they started slowly against Norwich, and you know you you, you do have to at some stage they're going to have to. Um, sort out that back line and they're going to have to put down a, a result that that you know is a marker mm-hmm. a 3-0 mm-hmm. or something and QPR at home in front of the home crowd if, if they can get a decent result there a strong performance 
then all of a sudden, you know, that's seven points from nine, and you're away, mm. and you know you're there. Then you're in the you're in the mix. QPR, one of my relegation picks. Good. I know that's a bit bold to say at this at this stage, but they've had financial trouble. Yeah. I, I think McLaren's compl- completely past it. Yeah, myself. Um, they've got in some good young coaches in uh, John Eustace and Matt Gardner from mm. from Kidderminster. They've had some dealings with them, and they're, they're bright young coaches. But um, Steve McLaren, I, I feel like, is he's just. He's just passed it. He's just living off, off uh, former glories, and uh, yeah, I feel like they could have a really difficult time this season. So if Albion can get three points there, that'll be a, a good day's work. Albion to beat QPR, my banker this weekend, but then my banker was Albion to beat Bolton as well. So it means nothing anymore. Mm. It doesn't mean anything. But that Bolton game, mm. opening day, yeah, they got they got done, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They just got done. Mm-hmm. They, they had seventy five percent of the possession, and they got done with a late mm-hmm. set piece. I don't think. I'd, I'd like to think that they won't do that again. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see a, a bit more from them against uh, QPR. And yeah, three points to at home as well mm-hmm. to get everybody um, right behind them. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I, it's great to have them three games mm-hmm. a week. It's absolutely fantastic. Less time in the office, it's a perfect win win. Oh, yeah, I'd have to see you so much. <laughs> absolutely, damn right. Um, boy, it's been a pleasure. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, good, good, good all round. Would, good to see Joe. I think Joe made a good debut. Yeah, I think good debut from Joe. Mm. Um, the Connor Towns end of uh, the Albion. Yes, broadcast. like it, like it. <laughs> Very good. Um, look, fingers crossed. Win tomorrow night against Luton. Three points on Saturday against QPR. From Matt, from Joe, from myself. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs>